Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a preview of our latest Pop Pantheon All Access episode. This is, of course, our Patreon show where we're releasing at least three bonus episodes of the show per month. This week's episode is an in-depth conversation about Olivia Rodrigo's sophomore album, Guts, which came out this past Friday with Stereo Gum's Tom Bryan. Tom and I get into all of the lore around the album, the singles, what's working, what we like less, the themes the sounds, the influences, where Olivia sits in the pop firmament, and what her pop stardom says about the act of being a pop star more broadly in the year of our Lord 2023. If you enjoy this preview and you want to hear the rest of the episode, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. So here is a snippet of my conversation with Tom. That was my, not critique of Sour, because I also really liked Sour and like genuinely liked a lot of the ballads on it too, but definitely like thought the revelations of that record were obviously Driver's License and then Good For You, Brutal, you know, the songs that were really like diving into more of the rock aesthetics, like really felt like something that like she could sink her teeth into and claim as her own and like really worked for her. And I thought brought out just like this sneering edge that like separated her from other stars that, you know, some could sort of compare her to. Not to mention that I just think that they were some of the best songs on the record. Like, I just think she's great at making those songs and performing those songs. And I remember listening to podcast about Sour when it came out and John Caramonica, I think kind of smartly surmised that they like kind of stumbled into the pop punk thing perhaps later in the making of the album process and like if they had given it another month or two perhaps she would have ended up with two or three more of those songs and two or three less of the ballads and I thought that was like an interesting idea and I think in some ways Guts perhaps bears that out in the sense that I think Guts and part of the reason that I think maybe I think it's a more consistent album for me in particular is that it does seem to lean heavier into the rock aesthetics. There's more songs that seem to be like playing that sort of Olivia mode. But I think the struggle or maybe the one sort of critique I have, and I'm curious like what you might think or the, or the number one critique that I might have of it is I feel even more so on Guts than I did on Sour that like the rock songs are significantly better for me than most of the ballads. And like sure. I actually find some of the ballads on Guts weaker than the ballads on Sour. And I was wondering about why that was. And I think, tell me what you think about this, but I think that Sour was very much like a record long response, I think, to sort of that public love triangle. And I think her sort of eviscerating this guy and what he had done to her, like gave those ballads like a little bit more oomph and like sort of direction and power to me. And I think one of the things that's different on Guts is she's sort of like turning that sort of self-lacerating gaze inward on a lot of the songs. Like a lot of the songs are dealing with her her as the subject mm -hmm. and sort of self-criticism and self-laceration. And for some reason, it's making it such that the ballads feel like very generic to me. And like the one that really comes to mind for me that I really struggle with is I, I really didn't care for Lacey. I mean, again, they're not like horrible songs, but they just like don't even like stack up nearly to me to the sort of rockier moments. And the one that really kind of got me or the kind of one-two punch that really got me is the song Making the Bed, which to me feels like incredibly like generic and almost like too close to a Ryan Tedder song for my mm -hmm, comfort. Mm -hmm. And then the song Logical, which just feels like incredibly generic to me, just kind of like folky ballad vibes. And so 
I'm just interested in what your reaction to that is and like why Olivia, I guess, maybe feels the need to inhabit both of those modes still on this record. Yeah. Like what is the sort of function of the ballads versus the rock? The two ballads back to back is rough. That's not what you want. No. I agree. There, there's a real split between the effectiveness of the rockers and the ballads here. And, you know, she's in an interesting position because she came in on such a big ballad. And that was like, right. it's like you said, I hadn't even thought of it in terms of like baby one more time and crazy in love, but it's totally that. Like it's that level of yep. like announcement. And so mm -hmm. when you do that, I'm sure she likes writing ballads. I'm sure she finds it emotionally fulfilling, but also like you got to chase that what you did with driver's license a little bit, I guess. Right. But it's like she really did that with Vampire. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like Vampire yeah. is like a, a ballad, but it's also like a rock opera. It's like in the same way the driver's license sort of transcended just being like generic ballad. I feel like Vampire also does that. But then the rest of the ballads like don't even try to do that. Anyway. It's yeah, it's funny because Vampire is definitely the, the driver's license of this album, but Vampire is like sure. a much weirder song and it's much yeah. less relatable mm. in a good way, I think. It kind of reminds me of Biggie talking about making life after death and being like, <laughs> like, I'm not in the street anymore. Like, I don't want to die, anymore, which is so sad. But like, uh. it's I can't rap about like selling crack on a corner when I'm like rich and famous and having threesomes and stuff right. now. I'm going to rap about that. And so it's like Driver's License is the most relatable song. It's about a specific situation and it's got specific concrete songwriting, but it's also about like a thing that so many people go with. And most people don't have to worry about people being into them for their fame. That's, mm. That is the opposite of a universal thing. But she's still writing about what she knows and what she feels and you can feel that. On Vampire, she makes it like weird and intense and there's this like backbeat in the song that gets louder throughout there's all these, these like interesting production things i've made some real big mistakes but you make the worst one look fine i should have known it was strange you only come out at night i used to think i was smart but you made me look so naive the way you sold me for parts as you And I honestly, I think yeah. it's really cool that she's still working with the same primary collaborator. Yeah, Dan Nigro. That's interesting because he was like a Long Island emo guy and has done a lot of work with a lot of other people, but nothing anywhere near the level of success or I would think of quality of what he's done with Olivia. It's I'm not really well, with the Caroline Polachek records like that. Although Olivia is. Interesting though. Connection is some of his first credits are songwriting credits on Sky Ferreira's Nighttime yes. My Time, yeah. which I do think is an instructive record for Olivia's sound here. And I yeah, guess, you know, it, it I, totally I that, is. That connection makes sense to me. Yeah, that's the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I blame myself by Sky Ferreira. Yes. That's like a song oh, of a yeah, century yeah. contender. Uh, of course. The sort of pop rock aesthetics of that record, like really oh, yeah. feel informative here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free Sky Ferreira. She should. I, I mean, I don't know what the deal is, but like, if 
somebody who is at least a little bit of an aesthetic descendant of hers is blowing up huge let her make a record i don't know what's going on there but it seems like there should be a sky for her yeah i wonder if she's her own worst enemy Uh, yeah but vampire is definitely kind of more in like the happier than ever realm a record that very much like reflects the sort of you know travails of becoming newly famous Mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. that you know not to continue to sort of draw the connection to billy but like driver's license i mean you think about the entire title and theme of the song is about something that every child goes through which is getting their driver's license i mean it's like literally like the most common conceit of teenagerdom you know for time and morium but i don't think we would accept olivia not discussing the details of her personal experience because that was mm-hmm. such a sort of integral part of what drew people to her and i think that also creates another you know maybe interesting sort of connection point to her in the pop world around her which is that like it's been hard for people to like feel like they're direct descendants of taylor swift because i think taylor is like such a singular songwriter mm-hmm. that it's like hard to like be a Taylor Swift like derivative in some Mm -hmm. ways like the way that it's like it's much easier to be like a derivative of like Halsey or something like that like it's not it's not easy to be like a a Taylor Swift descendant because like what she does is kind of so singular to her and Olivia feels like one of the only people that like you could obviously sort of like put in that lineage and part of the reason why is because one of Olivia's calling cards is her like uber personal Mm -hmm. songwriting I mean it's this sort of like feeling that like her music is her diary and etc 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 so i think that like the trick on vampire of her actually like kind of admitting to the fact that like she's dealing with romance in the context of being an extraordinarily famous person at this point feels actually like wise on her part because i think if if she tried to do anything that sniffed of like like sort of falsity in any way like you'd be undermining like a really core tenant of like what people are drawn to in her yeah that song never had a shot at becoming driver's license level huge and it's almost like she mm. kind of abdicated that. Like that song debuted at number one and it fell down after that. And it's been a hit, you know, it's still like yeah. kicking in the top 10. But it was never going to be a generational anthem. She was never going to like kick Morgan Wallen completely out of number one forever. <laughs> it, it, that's right. just not, that's not what she's on this time. What do you think of it? Like, how does it, how do you like Vampire? I mean, I think it kicks ass. I, I think it's really yeah. good. I like the chess move of it, you know, like I like how mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I'm going to readjust expectations here radically while also doing the kind of thing that people liked with driver's license, just in like a completely different format. Right. And then right. she comes out with Bad Idea Right, which is like a fucking right. perfect banger, now, awesome song. Now that's a song. Yeah. That's yeah. A song. Oh my God. That, that might go down as my number one Olivia song thus far in the in the trajectory. It was my number one Olivia song by the time it got to the guitar song. Seeing you tonight, it's a bad idea, right? Seeing you tonight, it's a bad idea, right? Seeing you tonight, it's a bad idea, right? I love the feeling of hearing a song for the first time and being like, God damn, like just crushed it. Yeah. Like so awesome. So good. What what do you love about it? It's extremely catchy. It's extremely energetic. It's her making fun of herself, which Mm. one of the sort of really fun things about most of Sour is that it's kind of a psychotic record. It's like looking at this other person and being like all of the pain, all of the terrible things in my life. 
That was just a preview. If you enjoyed that and you want to hear the rest of the episode, plus at least three bonus episodes of Pop Pantheon per month and a ton of other perks, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or click the link in the show notes of this episode.